April Dominguez, founder and CEO of the Handsome App, which is a career and education network. Her and it has been featured in TechCrunch, American Salon, Business Insider, and Modern Salon, amongst others. She's also the first Latinx founder to receive $100,000 from Google for her business. And last time we learned all about how she got started Handsome and what it is. And today we're going to talk about what the future of the industry looks like in terms of trends, business, education, etc., Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes, and I'm your host. And today I'm here with April Dominguez. How are you doing today, April? Great. Doing real well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so um, the last time we talked, uh, we got to know a little bit about Handsome. And uh, did you want to give uh, like a real quick like hot overview of, uh, of you know, for anybody who didn't see the last episode of like you and Handsome uh, before we dive into our conversation? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So just um, Handsome is a, a career and education app for everyone in the industry to level up in, in their careers. And um, what that means is we are a place for brands, we're a place for educators, for salooners, and for all the technicians working behind the stair- hair- chair, like hairdressers, barbers, makeup artists, nail techs. And we provide them with um, a tool so they can find advice, they can find education, whether it's in person on Zoom or listening to what we uh, we claim we copyrighted as microdose ed- education, thirty seconds to three minutes of audio education that is created by the industry's top educators. Uh, we have masterminds within our app, and then we also work with brands to ship out rewards to the community, free re- rewards like Babylus Clippers or Andis Clippers or Alpha Parf product uh, for, for listening to education in the app. So it's very robust. We are in the app store, so check us out. And um, yeah, say hi, hi to me on the app for sure. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go and check that out. There's you know th- anything from how do I cut a fringe to how do I build an Instagram following uh, you definitely don't want to miss it out. Miss it, so go and check it out. Uh, so today we're going to talk about from your vantage point. You know, you're working with all the brands, and you're working in tech, and you're working with influencers and people that are top of the game of you know the the people all the people that most of this audience probably knows most of the people on your platform and look up to them and look to them for advice and uh, what they're doing and what's the next thing. So. I thought it'd be really interesting to have that conversation with you today. I'm actually really looking forward to this. Um, you wanna? Do you have? Do you have anything like off the top of your head that uh, comes to mind when I talk about when I say the future of the industry? There are so many directions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when I think about the future of the industry. I'm thinking about it in a really unique perspective because what I saw in the industry was a big gap in terms of technology for the industry Um, and a big gap in terms of organized education and organized ongoing education for the industry. So I am um, most often coming at it from that lens. Like what is the future of tech in the industry? What is the future of education in the industry? What is the future of careers in the industry? That's a big piece of Handsome's mission is to um, advance the entire industry. And what does that mean to us? Like making it so that professionals earn more money, earn passive income. Like they understand 401ks. They they have access to 401ks, health insurance, the ability to get micro loans, you know? And so um, I'm continuously coming at it from those filters. 
and I'm also having to learn and digest and have a, like my thumb on what's happening outside of those filters. So let's like what's happening in regulation in the industry and licensings, because all of that stuff impacts where the industry is going. So I think like overall, it's a really big, broad question that I'm constantly having these conversations with in in our community of what's changing really fast. Where's the industry going to be in the next two to three years? And um, yeah, I think there's a lot changing. I think there's a lot that's being, uh, what's the word, deconstructed and um, a lot that's trying to be rebuilt. I think COVID had a big part in that, but I think it was happening before. And I think Instagram has had I think Instagram's been the biggest player in the rapid changes in the industry. And um, man, I can keep going, but I'm going to pause and pull back for a second because there's so many thoughts I have on this. But I, I definitely think Instagram has had has been one of the biggest players in, in the transformation of, of the industry today. So uh, why don't we talk about, um, you said licensing. Uh, what are you seeing or thinking of on in that top and in that vein of, of well, changes? I think there's a lot of conversations, you know, across different state boards and um, and the PBA and and just like across professionals in general and up and coming new hairstylists and cosmetologists in the industry and the separation of specialization. And so I think that um, what we're seeing with Gen Z right now is that. Um, Gen Z wants to be specialists, which is makes sense. Like it, it absolutely makes sense. And they've come, um, with a new mindset into the industry of being able to target and access specialization online. Right. So they can, they can find their favorite, uh, fader or, or braider. Like they can find queen of the South on Instagram and, and learn from her and, and fall in love with braiding. And so I think when it comes to licensing and education at the very early stages, what we're seeing is like this massive shift from generalization licensing to people really wanting to just be specialists. Like, why do I have to learn everything across the board and why can I not just be specialists? And I think that there will be a rippling effect over time. It'll take longer, but there will be a ripple effect over time where the industry, um, the entire structure of your cosmetology license will change. Like hours in Texas already changed about four years ago. They decreased the hours from, I think it was 1500 to a thousand hours. And so that's happening in a lot of different areas. Um, yeah, that, that's, that I think is a very starting point of which there is a lot of other big changes branching out after that. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, in here in uh, the DMV, the Virginia just changed their out. They're changing their hours to a thousand, and that creates so much complexity for the tri-state area because uh, they don't get re- they won't have reciprocity in the other two states, DC right. and Maryland. And um, we're putting together an event where we get together with the state board. We're trying to get the state board to change the hours as well. Uh, but starting getting into that conversation, you're right. There's like, it's not just the hours, like maybe instead of, maybe instead of it being like a, a cosmetology license, there's like a hair cutting license, uh, a hair color license, a braiding license. So like on, on the specialization side too. So right. that's interesting. Okay. What about, um, what 
Do you see anything happening in terms of uh, tech in the salon? Yeah, there's a lot. I think tech in the salon has been one of the most early tech adopters in the industry. You know, so the industry has been one of the latest adopters to technology and these sort of solutions in general. And there's there's a number of industries that are like that. And they typically, what I refer to them as are deskless workers, right? So people that don't work behind a desk require or, or need less technology. And so people that work behind a desk have always had like technology up on the forefront. But that's that's significantly changing now because even though you don't work behind a desk, your phone is your business tool, right? Like that's your tech advice device, your tech device. Um, so there has been already an, uh, an array of platforms that help um, help salons and professionals manage their clients, uh, manage their inventory, manage booking. Um, there's a lot of internal salon management or barbershop management software, and that's needed and that's great. Um, to me, I think what has been missing in the industry overall has been what is a software that is designed specifically just for the, the pro, you know, that's designed for their lifestyle, that's designed to help keep them motivated, that's designed to help keep them educated, keep them in the loop, uh, keep them moving forward, help them earn more money versus, you know, just the salon software. And so I think that that is really where the future of the industry in terms of um, technology is going is it's the way that I see it in my last episode, I think I had re- referenced like the, the industry is made up of, of, of a pyramid. You have the, the brands that have historically set up the top to small elite group of brands that have dominated everything from the top. And then you have like educators and salons that are in the second tier. And they typically like take the education from brands and disperse that out to the entire industry. And then here at this bottom row, you have all the technicians, like hairstylists, barbers, microbladers, braiders, whatever you are. And what I see is happening in what's part of Handsome's mission is literally flipping that dynamic on the head so that now the, the pyramid is flipped over and the technicians are at the top and they're creating their own education and they are cre- they're becoming independent educators. And in order to support that flip, they need the technology backing to support them. And that's that is where I think the next big shift in the industry is going to be is more products and tools that are designed specifically for the hairstylist mind and not just for the brand and not just for the salon software. Nice. I like that. I was always wanted a, um, I always wanted like a messaging system that had bots where I didn't have to actually respond to my clients unless it was like a specialty request. Yeah. And then they, they want to buy something and, that whole thing can be automated and shipped to their house. Uh, they want to book an appointment. Uh, that would save us so much time. I don't know if the technology is there yet or just like in my head, I, can, I have all these ideas. And like, that was definitely one of them that I would like to take that burden off of, uh, off of hairdressers would be amazing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. Uh, what about... You know, you said something, and I think it was in this episode where you were talking about, and maybe it was the last time we talked, but for the person who didn't listen last time, I want to just touch on this. You said something along the lines of uh, professionalism and the industry, not, um, there's a stigma around the industry and, uh, you know, what I'm, what I was, what I was hearing was something that, you know, I, I think that we're on the same page with this and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
you know, we don't, we, we do have a lack of professionalism and, and that has an impact on the way other people see us uh, and especially like other our customers, not just like other industries and businesses. And you were talking about pe- investing in the business industry and all these tools and stuff. Um, oh my gosh, I just drew a blank. <laughs> the lack of professionalism. I, was, I mean, I could definitely speak to that though. Uh, um, uh, yeah. So go ahead. You were drawing from our com. It was the last. It was the last conversation. It was the last episode. Yeah, it was the last conversation, and so I think it's a really important point. And I have a unique perspective. I'm glad you rebrought resurfaced it because I have a unique perspective of of witnessing this from being an outsider in my former career. Like I wasn't a part of the industry, and I always have this perspective. Quite honestly, like I watched my sister and what she was doing and the massive education programs and the people she was scaling and the salon she was helping co-build. And I was in complete awe. Like I I thought it was brilliant and magnificent and honestly so cool also because I was in an industry where you had to wear like suits and all the things. It was real stuffy. Like I couldn't show my tattoos. And um, so I had a perspective of actually seeing the industry as rebels and like the cool people that are making something happen on their own terms, you know, and, and I also in witnessing it and being in these other industries that are professional, like technology and oil and gas and startups, I clearly saw the difference in how hairstylists, barbers, makeup artists, and salon owners, how differently they are thought of and treated than oil and gas and tech and startups. And it's because people see this industry subconsciously, like it's not, I don't, it's not an active thought. It is a subconscious thought of like, oh, that's a fallback career. That's a, oh, that's just something, you know, like people do when they're not really ambitious or like they don't have this goal to be a doctor or a lawyer. And so they just kind of fall into hairstyling so they can make their own career path and like do what they want and have flexible hours. And there's this like underlying subconscious stigma that happens. And that stigma is why there is not the same level of technology and support for the industry. That it, it, for me, in my opinion, in my perspective of what I've witnessed, that's the reason why there's not the same level of support because people look at it as like, well, why do you need that support? And when in reality, this industry is a first choice career. It is a chosen career. It is an industry that is made of entrepreneurs. Like everyone is building their own books. They're, they're chemists. Like you're learning chemistry to do color. <laughs> it is chemistry, you know? And when I share that with people, because I'm raising money for my business as well. And I share with investors, like these people are chemists. They are mixing chemicals together. A light bulb goes off and they're like, I've never thought of it that way. And it's like, yeah, it's a very, if you don't know the proper chemistry behind the chemicals, you'll fry someone's hair off. You know, it's very significant. And um, so I think there's a lot here around what's changing in the industry is the conversation. And I think it has to start with industry pros also becoming more aware of how they're affirming themselves. And I've had a lot of conversations with shop owners and other brands like Maneuvers Men Grooming. Salon Centric has talked to me about this as well. Like, what they're trying to do is change the language of which people identify. So instead of saying, um, I have a salon, you say, I'm a business owner. 
you know, like this is a business instead of saying like, I have a, a couple of chairs, like, no, I have a barber shop. Like I'm, I'm a business owner, you know, and it's like changing the language to really claim what you're doing in the industry because it is significant. And so I think it starts both from the inside and, and from the outside and the inside, the way you self affirm yourself affects the way others see you. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you so much for that. I, I was going to say, I remember what I was going to say now. I was going to say if the, um, like, how do we make that happen? How do we make that world happen? You just answered it. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of self-affirming for sure. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So, all right, this is great. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, on the show. Uh, is there any like last pieces of advice for that person that wants to kind of upskill themselves or take themselves or take their professionalism to the next level? Uh, or, or yeah, mainly that like who, like yeah. someone's listening here and be like, you know what, this professionalism thing, um, whether I understand what you're talking about or not, uh, I want to be professional, you know, or I want to take my business to the next level. Any last pieces of advice or thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I think, you know, the biggest thought and advice I have around it is be intentional about your learning, like be intentional about your consumption and about your up leveling, because what's happening right now is people are just scrolling mindlessly through Instagram and TikTok and semi taking all of that information in as education, like, oh, I'm learning because I saw this one thing on Instagram or TikTok. And you're not really learning from an accredited educator, from somebody that's been vetted, from somebody that's like uh, practiced in teaching. And so I, I would say like, be very intentional, intentional and more mindful of how you're taking in education so that you can up level in your career because there is a stark difference. Like there's this blurred line that's happening right now across a lot of industries. It's in the coaching industry too. It's not just in hairstyling. It's, it's in a lot of industries that like, Oh, I'm like getting smarter because I'm scrolling through Instagram. And then I see this one post that has all this information. Like one example is the holistic psychologist. I even do this. And like, I'm like, Oh, she's so smart. She's brilliant. I'm going to read everything she says, but like, I really believe that the industry needs to be more intentional about finding avenues that are going to help them get to that next phase and asking yourself the question, what is it that I need to learn instead of just like scrolling through Instagram or TikTok thinking that I'm becoming educated and more educated by looking. Um, yeah, that would, that would be my, my biggest advice is the intentionality behind how people consume content. Nice. That's, that's super powerful. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I really uh, look forward to more from Handsome App and talking to you more in the future. Likewise, Robert. This is great. Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right. Well, take care and have a good day.